0: Please be seated for our Bible reading.
1: The reading is taken from Psalm 30, beginning at verse 1. I will extol you, Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes. Rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favour is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favour, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain, You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell you of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Good morning, everyone. Shall we pray before I speak? As we were. Oh Father God, may each one of us have a heart and mind. There that, that hearts and minds that are just open to hear and to receive from you for whatever you want to tell us through psalm 30 and where you challenge us may we just want be willing and eager to respond in obedience oh we pray in Jesus' name and how we want him to be glorified amen well you know this is the, the 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 second week uh when we look at a psalm of praise and lament, and, and seeing to some extent how we relate to what David is saying in our situation and experience of life, and very particularly in this last year. Praise, uh, a psalm of praise and lament. You know, praise is invariably linked, isn't it, with thanksgiving, quite rightly so. And praise is very much part of of my life, very much part of our lives. And uh, praise is always high on the worship agenda uh, when we come together. But lament doesn't quite feature in quite the same way. And it was good last week, for those of you who would have heard him speak, uh, when Ian reminded us of the value and the importance, the outcome, as it were, of our lament, of our lamenting, of our lamentations, call it what you like. You know, when we lament, we, we just give voice to our sense of loss. We're giving voice to the difficulties we're experiencing, to our pains and fears, to our griefs, our struggles, to our brokenness, to our confusion, to our disappointments, all that's going on in us. And you know, wonderfully, amazingly, we find ourselves moving increasingly towards God as we point our heart towards him in trust and in hope and in reliance. And we're living each day, and how we're reminded in Psalm 91 and living each day in the shelter of the Most High and finding rest finding rest in the shadow of the Almighty and all of this is so true because God's love is unfailing his love for us is unfailing he's good and faithful one. Let's look at Psalm 30. David begins that Psalm with with a shout of praise, doesn't he? God has drawn him up. God has healed him and restored his life. And he says, I will extol you, O Lord. The word extol, I'm sure you know, but it means to raise or to lift up, to exalt. See, David has been lifted up from a bad situation and he responds by lifting up the Lord's name in praise. He says, I cried to you, O Lord, and you healed me. Yes, he appears to be thanking God for his healing from illness, but there's reference there to his enemies who might possibly have gloated over him. And this suggests that he's not only been healed... But he's been saved from his foes. Healing, if you like, here in the form of being saved. I pursued the word healing. It's the word Rapa in Hebrew to discover that Rapa leads us to be still and know that I am God. And that as we turn to him, in repentance, he comes and heals. You know, in this last year, many of us have prayed with Chronicles 2, 7, 14, that key verse. If my people will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And how we've seen uh, there's been healing not only from COVID, but there's been salvation healing too. Healing in salvation for many lives. And indeed true of David, that he'd experienced healing in more than one way. And he extolled his Lord, just lifting him up in praise. We know that David, like us, made mistakes. And he was a sinner. But the wonderful thing is that God had forgiven him and God had lifted him up from his pit of despair and he was rejoicing and he makes it clear that he will continue exalting God i will exalt you o lord you know that's not just a future tense i will it's a determination it's an attitude it's a choice to which he is committed yes He says, I will extol you, come what may, is really what he's saying. What about us? What about us? Have we been extolling the Lord, as it were, for his healing of our lives, in his forgiveness, in his gift of life with him now and for eternity? What about all the other countless blessings that have come our way, individually The other, as it were, healings in our life. Has praise continued to be high on the agenda in this coronavirus season? You see, David, in verse 4, exhorts us to sing praises to the Lord and give thanks to his holy name. Give thanks to his holy name. The original is his holy remembrance and, you know, praise and thanksgiving as we remember and recall all that he's done in the past and all that he's been doing in these last months. And how David reminds us, too, in verse 4, that God's anger is but for a moment. God's favor is for a lifetime. You know, in both the Old and the New Testaments, God's anger is understood to be the response of a righteous God to sin, his wrath in the face of evil. But that anger is only momentary. His love, his favour, his providence, all of these are forever. Yes, says David, there may be weeping at night, but joy comes in the morning. This was indeed a testimony from his own life, with the recognition that we know all too well in Lamentations, that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And, you know, for all of us, for all of us, when trials come in this life, and they do for all of us, don't they, at some stage or other, let's remember that joy comes in the morning. You know, at the darkest point of night, the dawn is beginning to come. One more thing before I leave this section of the psalm. Sing praises to the Lord, (coughs) O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. You know, we are the faithful ones. We are those to whom God has been merciful and gracious, those who've been blessed with pardoning grace, made righteous, adopted as sons and daughters of our Father God. And we are to sing praises. And note how David encourages and invites others to join him. What a reminder there to us that we are to testify and witness to God at work in us so that we swell that chorus of praise. You know, we so readily ask for requests for prayer, don't we? Come on, let's ask for requests for praise so that together we extol our faithful God. And now comes the lament, doesn't it? As David recalls his previous independent attitude and arrogance. Verses 6 and 7. As for me, I said, I said in my prosperity, Oh, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you'd established me as a strong mountain you hid your face and I was dismayed. You know, the going had been good for David, hadn't it? He was riding high and he'd become so confident thinking that his mountain was so strong that he was secure. He knew all too well that it was God's favor that had given him his prosperity, those riches, that power. But they'd gone to his head and they'd made him proud. Oh, you know, wealth, fame, and power can be intoxicating, dangerously so. And for David, they'd made him self-reliant and self-secure. But there came that moment when all that he'd relied on, all that he thought was so firm just was swept away. His false security was shattered. We're not told exactly how. But moreover, the Lord hid his face, says David. You see, it appeared to David that the Lord had distanced himself and he found himself standing alone. As Pete Gregg says, God was on mute. And David was dismayed were dismayed as strong troubled confounded agitated terrified I wonder how many of us relate to David in some way there and have had a similar experience maybe even in the past 12 months maybe some who are going through it now You know, when times are good and all is going swimmingly, we can so easily stop seeking God and begin to rely on our own strength, our health, our wealth, whatever. But when these are swept away, what do we do? What have we done in this last year when the pandemic has knocked loudly on the door of our lives? leaving many deeply troubled and fearful and experiencing so much loss. What have we done? What did David do? Verses 8 and 10. Oh, to you, O Lord, to you, O Lord, I cried and to the Lord I made supplication. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me O oh Lord, be my helper. Do you know in this time of trouble and fear when, when it seemed that the Lord had hidden his face from him? He made a choice. He felt that God had deserted him and he could so easily have said, oh, why should I seek the Lord who's abandoned me? Do I desert the one who appears to Have deserted me. You know, I know some who sadly have gone that way. No. In trusting faith and reliance, David pleads with God. He pleads with God to be gracious to him and to show him mercy, to show him again the grace and his grace and favor. David knew that the only place to go to in times of trouble is to go to the Lord. He knew that God was his refuge and strength, that very present help in trouble. And in this time of lament, he just cast himself and his troubles in faith. He cast all these in faith on our faithful God. And as one writer put it, David's faith was lived in that dance of rejoicing and mourning as he sought God through the changeable rhythms of joyous praising one time and bitter wrestling at the other. And the outcome? You know, there's no indication of the time lapse between verses 10 and 11. But clearly God intervened. And brought transformation. David's uh, David's mourning changed into dancing, and his sackcloth into festive garments clothed with joy. See, God, who had in David's mind, in his eyes, in his heart, hidden himself and distanced himself from him, had drawn near. And with what just seemed one touch, had restored him and lifted him out of this pit of dismay, of anxiety and confusion. And David responds, doesn't he? Oh, I will praise you and not be silent. Oh, Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. I love the way Eugene Peterson puts it in the message, when he says that David says, "I'm about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you, oh God, my God. I can't thank you enough." I'm going to stop there. But, you know, before I finish, a few questions. A few questions I've been asking myself. What is there in that psalm that I can relate to in my own experience? Am I like David, extolling God for all that he's done? Am I daily aware that it's by God's grace and favor That I am what I am? To what extent am I living self reliant and self secure? Do I cast my burdens on Him who so wonderfully cares for me? Am I proclaiming Christ in all that I do and say, and I'm unable to keep silent? Am I giving thanks to God forever? Is my faith being lived in these changeable rhythms of mourning and rejoicing? I mean, I'm challenged to look at myself. What about you? Are you extolling God for all that he's done? Are you daily aware of God's grace? and favor in your life? Have you become self-reliant? Self-secure? Are you praising the Lord and giving thanks? Are you unable to keep quiet? Is your faith vibrant in every situation and circumstance? Don't go away from here without taking something on board from what you've heard and what God is saying to you through that psalm. Come on, let's pray. Oh, Father, each one of us is a work in progress and we thank you. We thank you that you are building us up and changing us to become mature, attaining, as Paul reminds us, to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You are the potter and we are the clay. Oh, may we always recognize the changes you want to make in us and be willing to let you have your way. Oh, we pray in Jesus' name.
1: Amen.